Hi, I'm Ake. Okay. Welcome back to the OK Ake okay podcast, where we talk all things pop culture, current events, politics, and music. I'm super excited for this episode because I have been waiting to talk about an album or just any piece of music, and I finally found the right masterpiece to dissect. I'm also really excited for my guest today, Justin Carlson. Justin, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, super excited to be on this podcast today with Ake. Um, when Ake first reached out and said that she wanted to do a music episode, I was so psyched. I was just telling her I never really get the space or opportunity to really talk about all of these things and music and what's going on kind of all at once. So super happy to be here and excited to chat. Awesome. So before we get into the album, that we're dissecting, I wanted to just do a little vibe check. What is going on with you? What are you up to? And how is 2021 for you so far? Yeah, so, I mean, 2021 has been still still in the pandemic era, still riding it out. Um, I'm actually in Brooklyn, New York, so a little bit of opposite of what a lot of people, I think, in America and our age are doing right now instead of, like, moving back home or moving to a smaller city or moving to the suburbs, um, decided to make the leap and move to Brooklyn um, and have loved it. I've loved every second of it so far. And I mean, it's, it's cold and a little bit dead right now, but really holding out for the spring and to be able to, I mean, we're never going to return to normalcy, but um, enjoy those kind of like normal outdoor activities again when the spring and summer comes so it's it's been good it's just holding out for better days I think yeah aren't we all but yeah totally feel you on the pandemic front I mean it's crazy to me that we're still in it because I never thought that this would last a year or at least like the fact that we're still in the position that we were a year ago is a little bit weird if not worse off and yeah 2021 I mean, it hasn't been terrible to begin with, but I think with the Capitol riots and the inauguration, we're off to like an even start, some good, some bad. We're not like nose diving into chaos like we were last yep. year. So, I mean, even January 2nd, it just felt like bam, bam, bam. Um, but yeah, Capitol riots, I think were insane. Just the occurrence of it it felt so like post-apocalyptic i was like what is going on what is happening just craziness yeah no and i also even when that happened too i was just kind of thinking back to like the warning signals the signs that were completely i mean there were so many people who were shocked that oh my gosh this is so disturbing and i can't believe this has happened and um while all of that is true it's like this is not only the culmination of what we've fostered and grown over the past four years, but, but decades. I mean, this is truly, I think the, not even the underbelly of America, but this is an American identity crisis that needs to be addressed by the right people. And if it isn't addressed by obviously white Americans, by middle-class, by every single person, it's, I mean, these type of people who created and, we're a part of the insurrection. It's, it's just going to continue to be a nasty truth in American culture and society. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think the lack of accountability is a part that is just, it takes me aback. I'm not surprised to like fully, but it's also just like, what else needs to happen for you to, in a way, call a spade a spade? Right. Um, 
And I think a piece that Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote in The Atlantic about Trump's end segment of his presidency really hits it on the head in the sense of like, you can't sweep Trump under the rug as we go into this new administration. There are deep, deep, deep roots that he planted. And I wouldn't say necessarily it's all on him, but he definitely gave it the greatest stage that I have ever seen. Right. And I think a lot of what you saw that Trump was able to get away with was also on the back of a black president. His whole existence to a degree is because of and in response to a black president. So I think the Capitol riots were not only something that was going to be coming for a while. I think if anything, people maybe thought something like that would happen on election day. I don't think they thought it was going to happen before the inauguration, but even more so, it's just like these people have been given a platform. And now that they have that platform, I don't see them going anywhere anytime no. soon. No, And I think as you look back at history too, it's like there have been resurgence of this. People thought yep. after slavery, oh, okay, we're done. Then came segregation. And even before that, sharecropping. Yep. After segregation, you still had institutionalized racism. And so- It's always been there. It's, it's yeah, never gone yeah. away. It's never been addressed. It's never been- there's been no, I mean, we always see this on social media as like a joke, like reparations, like, you know what I mean? But like, truly, our American culture and society has never addressed the ugly truth and held people, like you were saying, accountable for for decades of, I mean, I'm not even going to say mistreatment, just like absolutely failure for human humanity in, in general. And um, there's been no accountability for it. And it's, it's really coming to a head. And I, and I think this generation um, sees that through social media. I think social media has been a great tool, even though it's it's has its negatives and downfalls. It, it's been a great tool to really unearth these um, injustices and really wake people up in a way that's so necessary moving forward. Yeah. And I think our generation will play the biggest role in that, hopefully. Um, sometimes I'm not too sure because even some people our age are problematic, but I definitely am hopeful that the future will be a lot better. I think if anything, that was what I loved about the inauguration. Like that was so clear, that message of like, there are better days ahead if we put in the work. Amanda Gorman? Yep. Yes. Her poem was just, ah, man, there have been very few times over the years where I've been like, like, wow, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah. Like, wow. And I think that her poem really embodied that. Yeah. Just the inauguration of the first Black and South Asian vice president, female vice president. Mm-hmm. And you have the first and the youngest um, Black poet laureate. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. She was absolutely, wow. I mean, she was absolutely incredible. I've, I, like you said, like I've never seen someone demand, I think that much attention at a young age, other than like, I mean, you see this with like musicians, you see the, this with actors, but like a poet at her age, at our age, going up there and doing her thing, demanding every single across demographics across age across everything people were talking about her people loved what she had to say and i think tying it back to like a generational thing i think 
she is so representative of the thought process and ideals of what is to come, I think, hopefully. I mean, I, I think she showed a lot of great optimism of what we're going to see out of leaders and people in decades to come with our generation. So I, I, I'm just, I was so blown away with everything that she did. And I think also every, like, I don't even know the imagery behind yeah. the inauguration, yeah. like the colors and just the energy of that day. It was like, we had fully won to a degree a battle. Yeah. Like it yeah. felt like post-war, I don't even know. Like we had defeated evil. I felt like the Avengers. Yeah. And I will say on the fashion front, Michelle Obama's belt was the equivalent to Captain America's shield. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, it just... It oh. who? I mean, like, duh. When they were, like, saying, <laughs> like... Uh, when they were announcing, I think, them walking through those doors or down those steps, and it was Barack and Michelle, everyone was like, get re-. I mean, like, who else? Like, who else is gonna, like... Of course, Michelle is going to be show-stopping and show everyone up. Like, it would be wrong if someone were to outshine a Michelle Obama outfit at an inauguration. Like I I was telling someone like whoever styled her, she probably styled herself, but she really pulled up like this is my inauguration. Right. Like whether you like it or not, this is my inauguration. This is my coronation. Exactly. Yeah. You guys are all just guests. Yeah. No. I actually wrote down to like I think something about the the fashion of the inauguration was really riveting that they chose to go with so many um, black designers. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a really calculated and smart choice to be able to showcase the best of the best of fashion from black designers. You know what I mean? We we have seen in the past, like basic American labels, like Ralph Lauren and all of these American brands, but to really put a focus on black designers in America, like I wrote down um, a brand that I really love. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's Pyre Moss. um, Did Kamala Harris's, uh coat the night before the election and it was super super chic but um just these these fun black led uh designers who really deserve the spotlight i i think especially now after 2020 after the black lives matter movement i mean it's it's i thought it was so fitting and so appropriate for them to really showcase their stuff on, on the national stage like that just man craftsmanship craftsmanship right. like the coats also were not like they weren't from Bur- burlington like, no, they, were, right, right. they were just uh, me looking at them i was like i need to set my coat game up right exactly we are we're wearing scraps i wanted to know too i i, I don't know if this has been written in an article before but like there has to be some allotted budget that they get for these like outfits mm. for, like, everyone because i mean you had um Kamala's niece's husband like in the Dior Dior's like I was like okay like we got everyone up here got a budget to just go out and spend like her her stepdaughter was in Tom Brown I was like okay money like okay yes and I think her stepdaughter too was wearing Yui Moi yeah and I was just like, or Mew Mew? How, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just like, these are outfits. Yeah. Outfits. Whew. The fashion that day. And I will say, too, to your point about just, like, the representation. Yeah. I think that that speaks a lot also to, like, the hope of this administration. Right. Like, that engagement with pop culture, that yeah. engagement with other aspects of 
um, American life, I guess. Yeah. And just culture. Whereas you didn't really see that with the Trump administration. You no. just saw, like, I don't know what they were wearing. Yeah. yeah Probably it, it, American brands. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, like I said, like it's, it's calculated. It, it's everything to the T serves a purpose, which I think is not many people will notice, but um, it's what's needed. It's, it's everything yeah. with a purpose. Our government doing things with a purpose um, is so refreshing to see at least that on at the smallest. I mean, that's the smallest thing that they could do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So the album that we will be dissecting today is Hotels yes. by Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. I'm so excited for multiple reasons because I feel like Jasmine Sullivan, I wouldn't necessarily say now anymore that she's underrated. I think that this album definitely elevated her more to the standard that I hold her in. Yep. And I know you hold her in. Exactly. As a vocalist, she is insane. Top if you watch two. her tiny desk concert, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And her past ones have also been great. But this one was yeah. like the backup singers, the percussion. Yeah. Um, I would say this album in particular highlights all of her strengths as an artist into one. Yep. The songwriting, the vocals, the collaborations, just the artistry. And I would argue that this is one of the best R&B albums that I've listened to, even more so than some of the albums I was listening to last year, yep. which is saying a lot because like you had Chloe and Hallie, you had Kaylani, yep. you had Brandy, you had um, Janae Aiko. Yep. You had Summer Walker. Like, everybody was putting out music in 2020, but this one is just bam. Um, And I also will say, as a final note on this one, this album, to me, perfectly describes what it's like to be a woman nowadays on so many levels. On so many... Mm -hmm. Like, from the introduction alone, I was like, yep. Yep. (laughs) No, I mean, that introduction, I think people don't have has much appreciation for interludes. And I, I think we can talk about this in a second, but just the the setting up of the story. I mean, you, yes. see, you see great artists, great musicians, when they create albums, they, the, the story arc is so important. And that intro just set the scene so well. Intros are so important. I mean, you see it with... Mm-hmm. Beyonce and Lemonade, Pray You Catch Me. I mean, it sets the tone. Like, there's so many great artists, I think, who really, I mean, even like Rihanna with Anti and Consideration. It just sets the tone. And I think that bodies really just set the tone for this album. Yes, yes. And just the stories that she intertwines with each of the songs. And you, like, literally when you listen to it, I've listened to it probably three times now, beginning to end, in order. You can see how when you go from the intro, you're like setting the scene of where she's at in the story of this album. And then each little interlude and piece of story that is intertwined between each song sets up the scene for the next song. Mm-hmm. So you have the intro and then you're going into yeah. Antoinette's Tells and then yeah. Pick Up Your Feelings and yeah. then Ari Scale and Put It Down and On It. And it's just, I don't know if you can listen to this album without at least visualizing a story right? or yeah. journey. That in itself made me fall in love with this album. Um, 
So my first question to you is, which songs are your favorite and why? Yeah, I mean, I'll preface this by saying, for me, I've recognized this, I think, over the past couple of years. I'm so much more drawn to the sonics and the sound of a song versus the lyrics. Like, I, I, I have a deep appreciation for lyric lyricism and, like, writers and that whole thing, but... Um, I feel like the songs that really like bubbled to the top for me, like the production was just, it was, it was on a different tier. It was, it was next level. So those for me, I wrote down, I said, put it down in my top three, three um, really liked a uh, girl like me for the harmonies. I, I had, I mean like the harmonies, I, it wasn't one of my favorites at first, but it grew on me because of those harmonies. Like I am a sucker for harmony and oh my God, those, those two girls like did it. And then also in line with that third um, would be lost one. I'm a sucker for a ballad too. I just thought that it was so raw, so real. I think everyone can relate to that type of situation that she was laying out and yeah I don't know it just like there's there's certain songs and you listen to them and you're it, it hits you and that and that hit me you know what I mean like it's just yeah, yeah. You feel it and in no matter how sad it is no matter whatever you have to like re-put it on because it, it just produces a feeling that's so like other like out of body and and those those are the tracks that I really was like wow Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on all of those three, actually. I do want to touch on your point about mm-hmm. like the sonics of the yeah. album, because I do think that is very important. And that is one of the things that I love the most about this album is that Jasmine sounds her best yes. in my bit peak. Yep. Yeah. And I thought she's always sounded good, but this yeah. is like, I don't know if she was taking vocal lessons or what, yeah. but I'm like the runs, the harmonies, like the confidence. I, I think it really was just like the confidence of like, she has been around the block in this industry. And this mm. is her, what I think fourth or fifth album. I, I can't remember fourth. how many she's fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really made a statement. Like it was just so confident. So, so much swag in her voice and her delivery that you were like oh my god like she is demolishing the other girls who are trying to compete (laughs) in this genre like demolishing and I think with her other albums too in the past I wrote this down like when I was listening to her older stuff and trying to compare it to her newer the diff the big difference I think outside of production because obviously production um, changes over time and the sound from 2015 her last album has completely changed because of uh, obviously in changes to production and um, the mastery of that but I feel like in the past she she sounded like and you could have plugged her into the 80s or 90s R&B scene she was very kind of like mid-tempo um, classic R&B just classic R&B whereas this album it's modern R&B. You, you can totally tell that this is, she is in that new wave category now that the other girls are competing in her, Ari Lennox, um, like everyone. So yeah. she, she really transitioned, I think, from that 80, 90s classic R&B to, okay, I, I'm with the girls of today. Like I'm here. Literally. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like her older stuff always sounded softer yeah. and more, like you said, medium tone. She wasn't 
Like, she had a couple runs here and there, depending on the song, like, bold ones. But this is, like, you got bold harmonies, bold notes that she's taking. Mm-hmm. Like, even with Lost Ones, Lost One, I don't think she's ever sang that deep before. Yeah. And then when it came to even just her collaboration with Anderson Pack, I know she's collaborated with him on his work yep. before, yep. but, like, her working with someone who's kind of rapping, too, she hasn't really done that much um the like other collab that she had was with meek mill but that was like his rapping style is different it's not like as jazzy and on beat yeah yeah my top three songs were put it down Mm -hmm. mainly because of the beat behind it yes and it reminded me of two of her songs on reality show but um stanley and if you dare uh-huh. because they were like big like bassy beats yeah. that were very up tempo i love pick up your feelings yeah the story behind it but also just the lyrics alone oh, yeah. are insane it's great girl like me ugh, i just have so many feelings about this song because this is the song that i would say out of all of them really highlights the black girl experience mm-hmm. right now because I think there's so, and this was something that I actually realized with the podcast that I was listening to by Amanda Seals, where she yeah. did a episode on that song specifically. And it just pointing out that like, there's so much, there's so many men out there who are chasing this like non-realistic version of women. Yeah. And social media, you know, it's amplified right now. Yes, And I feel like a lot of men right now, especially men our age, are only chasing the physical and any entertainment into any emotional or real connection is off limits. And in this large hookup culture too, it's just like, I don't really understand what our generation is after anymore. Like it's very, everything is very unclear. And just the lyrics in the song of just like, you don't love me anymore. And I don't know why, like so many people have these like questions about the people that they've been involved with. And their actions not matching up to like where they thought they were in the situation. And I think also just the, the bridge alone of just like y'all niggas are making us (laughs) mad. Like, and you're making us sad. Like for real, it's really disappointing to see what is out there right now. And another thing that this podcast highlighted with this song particularly is how many women are engaging in this like, indulgence of the male gaze Mm -hmm. and you see it so much with social media like i didn't even think about that when i was listening to this song but when i listened to that podcast and then i listened to the song again i'm like yeah like the hoes that she's talking about are the ones that and i will say as a feminist i firmly believe that women should be able to use their bodies right and i don't think there's anything wrong with doing what you're doing on the gram i just think that overall the at least the people who are indulging in the male gaze and then the men that are taking advantage of that, that's the part that it's just like, when you're not a girl that's like that, where do you fall? Right. And you start to question to yourself a little bit, like, dang, what am I doing wrong? Or like, do I need to become like them to get a man type thing? So I think that that in particular was very apparent in the song. And I think as a black woman too, you see a lot of girls taking things that black women were known for Mm -hmm. 
and how largely yeah. we have contributed. Oh yeah, cultural culture is high, high, yes. high, 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 high. Yes, like how largely we have influenced social media and what women are like trying to look like. And you just kind of sit back and you're like, dang, like you guys are really jumping ship yeah. for some imposters. Yeah. So yeah, I think that song, ugh, it just hits so many, so many levels. Right. And it's so interesting you say you say all those things too, because over the course of the album, there's so many different, what I appreciated too, is there's so many different narratives, I think, of what it means to be a quote-unquote hoe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. different versions. It's, it's not a girl in skimpy clothes walking down the street, how, how people perceive or older people perceive it to be. It's like, you can be a sweet, like, a sweet person. You you know what I mean? People are multidimensional. You, you can have a... A whole side, you can have a you can have a sweet side, you know what I mean? It's it's right, like, and right. I appreciated that about the album too, is that there's so many hotel. Like there's there's so many different stories. So everyone brings so much to the table. You know what I mean? So it, you you can't dismiss any of it. And if you're looking yeah. at only one factor or one facet of a woman, like you said, like you're not gonna be happy. Yeah. And I think that that ultimately is the whole collective story about the album. Like when you talk, like when I heard the title "Hotels," I was like, "Is she gonna be disclosing like her roster?" And, like, <laughs> like, what is this album? But then when you listen to it, it's exactly like you said. Like, just so many different women's stories and experiences. Who some of them you maybe could say were hoes, but they're not. And just really encapsulating the journey of what it is to be a woman right now, yeah. and be encountering different types of relationships and. I think two songs that I really appreciated for just an alternate view of different women's experiences was um, Price Tags mm -hmm. and then The Other Side. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting, too, because one of my guilty pleasures is watching The Bachelor. And <laughs> <laughs> on the most recent episode, there was, like, a whole bunch of drama around this girl who was, like, rumored to be an escort and, like, using men for money. Yeah. And these two songs kind of talk about that. Price tags is from the perspective of like, okay, I'm using this man for his money, but then he's also satisfying me physically yep. and we're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other side was more so around the sense of, I want a man who has money or at the very least is able to meet me with my financial goals yep. so yep. that we can have the future and I can have the future that I want. Those two songs highlight two very valid experiences. And even me, like, I've kind of reached the point with some men that I'm like, honestly, if we could just secure the bag, let's go. <laughs> because all the other stuff, I just don't, I yeah. can't deal with it. I Like, we've reached our max. If we're going to collect something, we're going to collect a check. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just that's the right. point that some people reach sometimes. And I think that both of those songs are just incredible at describing like just because you are using men for money or just because you value money in a relationship doesn't mean that you're like a gold digger or an escort or whatever. You're just trying to look after yourself. And I think that a lot of female narratives don't talk about that much. And if anything, they're always from a male narrative. And I thought it was super powerful that she brought those perspectives into this album yeah totally no i i 100 agree with all of that and it was really interesting to hear 
her perspective. I, and I feel like this is the narrative that has also been accruing, I think, over time in the past few years with just, you know, female music in general and this narrative of reclaiming that sexuality that that it's it's not owned by men you know and it's it's not something that just has to be for men and and i think jasmine like perfectly encapsulated that across um the tracks and obviously the the pros and cons the pros and cons of those feelings and um still figuring it out yeah exactly and that is the component I feel like that also speaks to a lot of young women nowadays too is just like you're in your 20s or however young you are and you're figuring out life like that's been the biggest thing that I need to remind my I feel like I need to remind myself sometimes is like just because life is crazy doesn't mean it's always going to be crazy you're just figuring stuff out and I think a lot of young people can relate to just like you're bouncing around and you have no idea and and there should be no shame yeah we, we don't shame it's the same thing. We we don't shame men for doing that, or you know what I mean, or going yeah. after women. They go, you go to a bar, and men when they go out, like they're they're objective. I mean, not they're objective all the time. I'm not gonna like make that overarching like blanket comment on all men do this, but like I mean, it, we're just okay with like the fact that like oh yeah, you're gonna go get some like meet some girls at a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. It, it's just it's it's really level setting that playing field and and letting like you said like young women realize that like there, there should be no shame for in- experimentation, making mistakes and doing those type of things in a, in a sexual way that is, that has to be so shamed by society. Yeah. And I think the so- the intro too also encapsulates that as well. Yeah. Like when you hear her say like, bitch, get it together. When I first listened to the intro, have we all had that mirror conversation? Where we're just like, you got to get it together, man. You're just hitting rock bottom. I remember when I first turned 21, I'm not going to lie. We were wilding out. Yep. We were wilding As out. you should. As you should. <laughs> I remember I was just like, oh, like, I'm fine. Okay. Like, bounce back. I thought I was invincible. Yeah. Um, And then I remember there was just a point that I reached and I was just like, this is getting kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. And it's those like. I guess in a sense, come to Jesus moments where yeah. you're like, okay, like we did our wilding out thing and now it's back to reality. Yeah. And I think that the intro in saying that, like, listen, we need to get ourselves together, making it in a fun way, but also realizing like, okay, you're doing, you're doing kind of wild right now. Like you need to tame it down. And that's not to say that if you are still in the mix of those things or you bounce back and forth between those moments of your life that you're like a train wreck. But I think very much, especially in your 20s, you're just going through a lot of change. And there are moments that are really, really high. And then there are moments that are low. And you just got to pick yourself back up. Don't be too harsh on yourself and keep it moving. And I think, too, while you were talking, it just kind of sparked to me, too. Like, just this album, I think, correlates a lot with going to insert some cross-pop culture reference. But, like... I think it really goes along well with what we've seen over the past few years in, in television as well with I May Destroy You. I mean, you can mm. hear this album, I think, into that same situation with Michaela Cole and and also Issa Rae and Insecure. You know what I mean? I think I think these I think this album really it's with those two pieces of work. I mean, you, you can insert this album into those television arcs. And that's why I think this album is so special too, because it really just it puts those same types of narratives and feelings that 
I think a lot of people have connected over the years into, into music, into, into this other yes. creative discipline. Yes. And I love that you brought up Mikhail Cole. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just, everything she makes is gold. Yeah. Um, Issa Rae as well. Just their shows have really embodied, again, like the young yep. women's experience, especially as Black women. I think that just touching on those experiences is so important and bringing them to the platforms that they have been able yeah. to is so important. And also, just like you said, make, turning those mistakes into lessons and being better after that. You definitely saw that with I May Destroy You. Yep. And it's funny because I remember when Michaela Cole used to be on Instagram, she was literally documenting that process of like getting over that trauma. Yeah. And she transitioned off social media, I assume, to write the show. Yeah. And just seeing how she was able to turn that really dark period into just an amazing piece of artwork is insane. And Issa Rae, too, with her life experiences and turning that into an amazing, relatable show for young women and especially black women is just it's just amazing to see yourself represented. And I do want to say, too, with this album and one thing I've noticed just with black women in R&B right now, we are we are running the world. The show. That's what I I was like. We are running the music scene. It's especially like. Chloe and Hallie, yeah. Meg, Ronnie, Meg, yes, Meg, like Flo Millie, like everyone. I literally wrote down Flo Millie. I literally wrote down Flo Millie. I'm like these girls. Well, I'm serious. It's great. I mean, they, I, I've said this. I mean, time and time again, it's people need to realize. I mean, this has been said. I think on our Twitter feeds and whatever, but black women are culture creators. They are the heart and soul of culture in this country. And Period. it's, it's. It's it's just so obvious. It's and and I think people, it, it, if that hasn't been shown in years past, with what the foundations of we love Beyonce. I mean, what she's done, what 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 she has done to pave the way for these women to really talk their shit. It's 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 coming to fruition now. That next yes. generation is it's just going to be more and more. Yes, and. I mean, you even see it on social media with the looks that people are pulling on TikTok. A lot of TikTok dances are generated from Black female creators specifically. And it's just like SZA, like everybody is just bringing the A game. And I just love that we are on fire right now. And I just hope that people continue to give these women their due diligence. Like in my opinion, I was even shocked with the grammy nominations that there were no black women i was just like are you joking like i i was telling someone i was like if you listen to music at all any good music anyway during 2020 it came from a black woman period wait what category are you talking about for the grammys because i because i mean like beyonce had oh yeah but i mean like mainly in the r&b category okay yeah right beyonce was yeah i was like oh my god no there's a ton of like meg got her things like um yeah yeah but no like in the r&b category especially i was like "Mm." but i would even argue for album of the year i mean you have jenny aiko like i was like where are y'all getting these people from there there were some snubs that i mean obviously just black artists in general. I think The Weeknd got snubbed. and Yeah, that one was yeah. really bad. Yeah. I personally didn't think that his album was that great. Right. But like, yeah, that one was pretty bad. It, it sh- he, was yeah. on every, he was literally on every single best album of the 2020 list. Yeah. So I was like... And Blinding Lights didn't even get like 
record of the year, song of the year, like same situation. Like I don't absolutely like, I'm not a ride or die for the weekend, but do I think he deserves to get his things? Absolutely. I I thought he was going to be a front runner for all the categories that he was in. So for him not to get a nom, like I was like, okay, like I I don't know what's going on here. Like, yeah, it's, there's some question marks there, but I mean, Hey, it, 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 it happens with the, with awards. You cannot get yourself sucked into that awards. You have to keep making art that stands the test of time. Nobody nobody gives a damn in two years if you won a Grammy. Nobody, you know. Right. So exactly. I did want to go back to what you were saying about lost one. Yeah. And you were saying that it's like a relatable feeling. What is the feeling? How would you describe the feeling that you feel when you listen to that song? It's just like, it, it, it's very, um, I don't know the word, like intangent with like a Frank Ocean type of like, mm-hmm. damn, you, you went through it. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's that tangent of like, oh my God, yeah, I remember this feeling when I felt it. Like, it's just so like, I, you can't even explain it. You know, I'm trying to find the words, but like, it's it's just like. It's just a hollow pit. You know what I mean? It's very like oh it's very really deep yeah. in there. Yeah. So <laughs> like, damn. I'm trying to figure out like how do you describe like the feelings behind this? That's exactly it. A yeah. hollow pit. Yeah. Like, you're just down there. Your stomach hurts a little. Like you're yeah. like, damn. Like yes. I okay. So I have a deep, deep analysis with this song because yeah. it was one of the first singles that she came out from this album. Yeah, she did. You're right. So technically, I've been listening to it the longest. Right. Um, but there's so many different viewpoints that I view this song that I relate to. So I would say the first one is you losing someone that was good. Correct. And someone that you kind of just didn't appreciate while you had them. Um, I definitely related to that. And I think also in that same undertone, what you sense from her singing the song is like, there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. What's done is done. They're on their path. I'm on mine. And even though it sucks, we just gotta, we gotta go our separate ways. And even though I definitely would have tried to have been the better person for you, you clearly are moving on. Yeah. The other viewpoint that I view this is I wouldn't say that I personally have been someone's the one. Right. But I definitely think I have been the lost one. For sure. Mm. Um, I can definitely specifically think of one person. (laughs) And I think while I listen to this song from that perspective, you kind of also feel sad because it's like that you know that that person cannot be what you want them to be. Right. And the potential that you saw in them is gone. Yeah. And And so it's almost like two people are grieving what was and what could have been, but one person is moving on for the better and one person's kind of like regretting that loss. Totally. And then the other angle that I view this is both at the same time. <laughs> That's like literally how much I've been listening to this song. Um, because you could just, even with some of the verses and how she switches off, it's like you can kind of sense, oh, like I hate losing out on this person. But then also from the other side of like, I was too good for you. Yeah, you like, I'll pick it up. Like, I'll, I'll move on. Like, I'll, I'll be okay. But it, it, yeah. it sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah. And, ex- like, I think this song perfectly embodies that heartbreak of just, you really liked this person or they really liked you 
they took advantage of you or you took advantage of them and what you thought could be is no longer. Yeah. And both of you kind of just have to accept the fact that it's gone and move on. Yeah. And I wrote down too, I think that the interlude for this song was one of the standout ones for me. Every time I listen to it, it's that same, it's like, damn, it's, it's the, it's Rashida's tale. I think where she <sighs> talks about how she had, uh, she was a lesbian woman um, who had a partner and cheated on her and that was it it was the end like there and she knew she messed up and I think it was just like a that that same like damn imagine that like that that's got to be like the worst feeling to like mess up to just let something go that you, you had that was so great and you you really don't have an explanation for it and I and I feel like the song really kind of encapsulated so many different sides of that story so raw so real so honest you know what I mean so it's it's you have to swallow your pride and moved on on and that's and that's life and I think that just was so well represented in the song yeah and too what I like about this album is you can definitely sense the growth process that she's going through each song and I think if I could point it out somewhere the other side represents like wanting to get to that dream, that goal that you've been having and you can sense the optimism in the song. Mm -hmm. But then I think lost one is definitely one of those like damn points where you're just like, Oh man. That's the dagger. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what was the other song. What did you think of Ari's tale? Because when she was talking about, I was like, I really wonder who this person is. So I, really I have do. a theory. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Like, I, it's, it's, I want to know. I want to it, know. It's not based in anything. It's it's not like I have no idea. But for some reason, the first person that came to mind was like Chris Brown. For some reason, oh. I don't know why, but like, because she was talking about like, oh, like it's do you, or do you know who that is? Do you know what Google says? Like, I know what Google says. Like, da 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 da. Like, probably saying like this man is awful or like he's probably not a good man. But like, oh my god, that dick. Like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, that was like I don't know why. Like a Chris Brown esque like type figure where it's like it's a man who who clearly has done wrong in society or whatever or is not perceived as a good man, but is so like you're so lustful or you're, you're you you have to like give in and I don't know why that's that's what first like came to mind for me when like she started like talking her talk that's an I was not expecting that yeah I don't know I that's don't actually based in absolutely nothing and I could be I, I'm probably completely wrong but I don't know why in my mind I was like she has been with someone who is bad I mean, that's a, it's not, I, I can see it. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's far-fetched. Right. I actually was thinking future right off the bat. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, like it's same. But then part of me was like, I need to think timeline. And I don't think that matches up. Right. I don't know when he bro- when him and Lori ended things. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if that matches up with the timeline. But he definitely would be the t- with the amount of baby mamas he has. Yeah. It would definitely line up. That's what I'm saying. Like someone, I mean, that's kind of. I mean, they're not like the same person, but like yeah. just someone who was real. Like, oh, you got with them. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, like, it was funny. I was like, okay, Arnie. Like, what? Right. I think it was funny how she said like, I would just let him talk to me crazy because the yeah. sex was good. I thought yeah. that was. Really- <laughs> I was just like, really? She- I mean. 
to be fair though i really liked how she lived her truth and yeah. was like listen we were in a bad situation but we came out on top um and i think in her duet with jasmine you kind of sense that they like take charge of that moment of like oh, okay you're gonna talk to me crazy but i'm still gonna get what i want out of it yeah. which is awesome and you definitely sense that with put it down too another song that i think was also really cathartic and just like made you feel a way was put up pick up your feelings yeah i felt like honestly i feel like i definitely have been in that mood lately of just like you know what if you're gonna play me you can just go yeah take your things very like um irreplaceable vibes by beyonce yeah. Yeah. Like, come, collect, come collect your stuff yeah. i can replace you in any moment it's a mantra it's, it's it's very like she said it when making the album she said i just felt so inspired by all these women just like taking ownership of me and like whatever <laughs> like i don't i don't need it yes and that is what i love about a lot of the black female artists that are making music right now like from meg to kehlani to chloe yeah. and hallie to janae aiko to um Flo Millie, yep. Saweetie, Doja Cat, like everybody is making music that's just oh you thought you could get me now we're on we're on bigger and better stuff and men yeah, you will just be you'll be a side character to my story you will never be the main character which I think is amazing also to a degree I feel like it's very fitting that black women are the ones that are owning that narrative the most and I know I talked about this on my podcast when we were talking about girlfriends, mm -hmm. but there is something about Black women, and I think it's mainly because we are definitely the most underappreciated, undervalued. Yeah. I mean, and, the most disrespected, you know what I mean? The yeah, yeah, yes. And I think what Black female artists have been able to highlight so much in their artwork is that a lot of the time as a Black woman, you're not only trying to prove yourself in society mm -hmm. and you're not only also fighting racism but you're also trying to prove yourself to yourself and i think that there's so many songs that jasmine highlights that experience but especially with pick up your feelings like you just realize like oh no this isn't worth mm -hmm. this isn't worth any of that like you're not worth that like you as a man with your bs and all that you bring are not worth that but where she says in the bridge where she's like put a lock on the door where your heart once was boy you had your fun but i had enough now i'm really done i deserve so much more than you gave to me now i'm saving me and i made my peace so you can run them streets it's just like you're not even worth the trouble so you can go over there do your thing i'm saving myself and i think that as black women, that's so important for us to do because it's exhausting out here yeah. trying to protect yourself all the time. Yeah. But it's also necessary because if you're not going to protect yourself when the world isn't going to, then who else is going to do it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and, and I'm so, it's such a great place to be or just to see, um, like you said, like the representation of, of art pieces like this, of just that these are points that young black women can look to for these type of like who's gonna be there for you like this art like invest yeah. yourself in these in these words and these feelings and and know that other people have other black women have gone through the same the same things yeah and i think it's also very important because one thing that i've been seeing lately that's honestly really sad but 
I mean, I hope it changes in the future is to see another almost generation of black women as much as there is that representation in yep. media or more representation, I would say more in media, music and so many other platforms, you still see a bunch of young women like feeling down about being black in America and being a black woman. I'll be on TikTok and you just see all these TikToks of like, oh, no one likes black girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, black girls are so ugly. So the algorithm, even the TikTok. I mean, like, like it's the really algorithm. sad. Like, I remember there was a TikTok I saw where these girls in the comments were just like, does it get better in college? Like asking for just better days. And it's sad because I remember going through that when I was younger and it sucks. And it sucks to now be older and seeing the same thing. I don't know, especially coming from the Midwest too. Like those are predominantly white spaces. Oh, no. I, I mean, and sometimes when I think about it, I'm like my daughter one day, if I have a daughter or even just if a niece or nephew while growing up, like I will definitely be sure to emphasize to them, like you are valuable and you yeah. matter because there is just so many outlets nowadays that tell black women that you're not worth it and it's really sad to see another generation of young women going through that and it's starting to exist even beyond predominantly white spaces like coming up in the midwest i know that that was my experience Mm -hmm. but i always attributed it to my environment but when you see like more young like younger girls than me going through it it's like, you guys are living in a better age than I was. There was no, yeah. there weren't any Issa Rays or Michaela Coles or Meg yeah. Thee Stallions or Jasmine Sullivan's. Like, I didn't know about those things then. So to have, and to have those things be so accessible now through the internet and just global media is a blessing within itself. But it's still sad to see that that's not enough. Yeah, I, I think it's hard also probably, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of like black women, but I can't imagine the feeling of like, like we were talking about on TikTok, like, seeing that there's black curators black women who are creating these these dances these these culture moving moments and to have it just like taken to have it like not be credited to black women is so it just it's it's my it's just so i i can't even imagine what it would feel like it's just it's 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 got to be angering like it's it's just just after every you know what i mean that like Mm -hmm. even when the credit is, I mean, it's, it's right in front of your eyes. Like the credit is still not, it's still not due. It's not completely 100% accredited to black women for certain things that black women do. Yeah. And to a certain degree that girl like me as a song kind of touches on, at least like when I think about that feeling of like, ugh, like it's taken from us again with no credit, no, <laughs> like why these hoes be winning? You guys are just, like, you're taking, you're taking. I mean, I don't want to say that the Kardashians are, like, the prime example of this. But they definitely started the industry of it, I guess, if you could call it. And it's very upsetting. Like, I've been having conversations about them for years with people of just, like, I understand that that family and the women in that family have the industries that they have opened up but at the same time y'all really need to call a spade a spade like you're tanning tanning a lot going on there you're like surgeries and then you have the just the constant consumption of black men which 
disclaimer, I will say, not all interracial relationships are problematic, but right. it's like the mm. way you go about it is very get yeah. out like and yeah, it's no, very so weird. They created I mean what like we were just talking about the the TikTok of I mean, black women creating culture and white women on white girls on TikTok just getting more views, more likes, whatever, like the algorithm adhering to that. The Kardashians are masters of being culture vultures. Masters. Really, and and really. they, 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 they knew it. And I think obviously it sucks to say like, oh my gosh, they're so smart for doing it. But like, they, they know it and they're not, they're never going to say it. Yeah. And I'm sure they're find like whatever they're not like evil people by any means do i think but they know their role here and and it really is disturbing to see them not ever address that and not step up when they know that they make they have made their money off of basically adhering to black culture and black women like and i think the part that upsets me the most is that people are eating it up and yeah. people are flocking yeah. to it like it's better. And it's just yeah. like, but it's not as good on black skin that originated it. Like, it's just very, it's very annoying. And I will say too, especially on the body image front, I think it especially is frustrating because you can see how blatant the difference is, is the melanin. As a black woman, when you can see how the desire of, what you have on white skin is more appealing. It's honestly very infuriating and there's nothing you can do about it but to yeah. just accept it. And that's the part that it's hard to see that on girls that are younger than me because it's like you're just starting. Yeah, you you can't erase what... And hopefully, obviously, like I think... I mean, just having an optimistic light on it, like obviously, like hopefully our generation can work at unraveling those... Yeah. prejudices and those different things but as you can see like it is so deeply engrossed and ingrained in our brains in our like society it's just like it, it's it's not something that is going to be undone in in our lifetime you know what I mean it's yeah. just so sad and, and I think how do we create tools and how do we create like art like jasmine like all these different people how can we put them on a pedestal to to really fight back at this and and create messages that at least call this behavior out call this type of predatory culture vulture whatever out and make black women feel proud to be a black woman yeah and i definitely think on a more positive note like you were saying jasmine's artwork and the black women that are leading this culture in a positive direction are doing a great job at least trying to mute those influences and those forces that are telling black women that they're not enough and saying like, no, we're, we're it. We are it. Period. Um, And And even if it's not latching, like you just have to, I mean, they they just keep saying it over they don't, they don't care. And that's, and that's what needs to happen. And that's, and that's what's, what, what has happened with over the years. And like, I don't give a damn, like, and and it obviously catches on and it's yeah. yeah and i like that especially with this project you can see how like she put ari on she had her on and just even the people that had their different tales throughout the album like mm-hmm. uplifting those voices does go a long way and i think that's the main difference between being like complicit and being an ally in these yeah. things is like you have to actually put your money where your mouth is put your platform where your mouth is and uplift those black voices 
and especially those black female voices that aren't necessarily always able to express things in the same way. But I love that Jasmine went there with this album and really tried to speak to the experiences that a lot of young black women are going through and highlighting it on her platform and bringing in other artists into the conversation. I hope it changes, but it's definitely, it takes a lot of work and it takes definitely a lot of accountability and it also takes financial investment to a degree when i see all these influencers getting all these deals i'm like where's the money for the other folks um yeah i mean hopefully i think our generation will definitely do a better job of hopefully holding people accountable but it just depends on whether people are actually willing to step up to the plate and do it Love, love, love. <laughs> I'm just like, I already know I'm about to be jamming to it again after this. Like, yeah, this um, album is almost touching the level I went to with Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Yeah. Like, when it came out in 2017, I would listen to it beginning to end all freaking day. All the way through. Every, every instance I could, every song I could. I think I even listened to it backwards. Like, yeah. That was my number one on my Spotify wrapped, I think two years in a row, because I listened to it so much. And I keep going back to it. And this album is the same too. Like, just love, love, love this project. And I was really happy that I could get you on to talk about it. I I need someone who could talk to me about mine in my brain in the way that I need to think about it. I love too that like, one thing I've noticed with you mm-hmm. with social media and the way you listen to music, it's yeah. not just with the lyrics and just yeah. with the sounds. Like we fully dissect the album, the artwork. And that's how I feel like music should always be consumed. Always. At least if you can, as yeah. much as possible. And not all music is like that to a degree, but this is definitely one of those projects that I really hope it gets its due diligence yeah. on the award side. Awards yeah. aren't everything, but yeah. I no, do I, I'm sure it will. I mean it's it's just it's so for the moment, like it's it's talent plus I think the 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 story too. It's it's just hard to even like begin to overlook. Like it's yes. it's got everything. Yes, and I also really like that she pushed herself to be more confident in her music. And I'm really hopeful for what she'll generate. Um, I know she did tweet to Issa Rae that she wanted Issa to do like a oh, movie about it, which yeah. I think would be sick. I would love to see how these transcend like in a film way yeah. um, or even just like a mini series. I would love to see how that plays out. Um, Cause I really do think all the tales could be like a documentary. So much. You could, you um, could push it beyond like the album. Lemonade levels, yeah. visual album. Oh, I would, I would die. I would die. Can't wait for COVID to be over so she can go on tour. I would be front and center. Um, well, that being said, what are your current favorite songs at the moment, aside from this wonderful masterpiece? Yeah, that's a great question. I've been really, for a second there, it's been a little bit slow as of late, but <laughs> um, really loved Kid Cudi, The Void, and Tequila Shots were like my, f- I-, I was listening to that on repeat for a while. What else have I been listening to? I I almost tweeted this as a joke, but like, I still cannot get over Find Your Way Back by Beyonce. <laughs> I literally, like, I'm no joke. That was my top played song last year. It came out in, what, 2019? Yeah. <laughs> it was my top played song of 2020. And I am on track to do it again in 2021 because I, it's like crack for the ears. <laughs> I don't think I can listen to anything more. Like, 
I, I just cannot stop listening to that song. So it's it's that. And then um, probably, I mean, this this Jasmine album, I've been listening to Kate Trinata a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Back to his album, just this kind of like winter vibey songs. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, oh, yes, Kate Trinata. <laughs> there, mm, the way that I'm feeling right now is just, yeah. yes. Um my favorite songs right now, we've been on a huge, like, Afrobeat wave. Yeah. I am Nigerian, so I feel like that's where that comes from. But um, just, I've been listening to a lot more Afrobeats than usual. Yeah. Um, but Matter, featuring Tiwa Savage by Patterson King, has been one of my top songs. Uh, Larry Gaga and Joe Boy, Slow Burner. Mm-hmm. Um, Love by Obizi and Praise. But then, one song I like, it just really... The vocals are unmatched. Is Safety Net featuring Ty Dolla Sign? I forgot about Miss Ariana (laughs) and what she did. Just the perfect ballad. The perfect Ty Dolla Sign has never sounded like that before. The way he does on that song and just the merging of their two voices is incredible. I've been listening to that nonstop since it came out. Yeah, I love um, my favorite of that album is Nasty. Yes. Oh my god. It when she I was like, what like who is this? Like right. it was great. She really, she really always turns out. You never yeah. know which direction she's going next. Yeah. Um, another song I love. I love her. I've been listening to her since her first album or pro- mixtape, whatever mm-hmm. her first project was. Um, and I've been a fan of her since, but her song Damage is really, really good. Another song that just hits the tones where you need them to hit mm-hmm. um to point to kid cuddy as well another day and show out um featuring skepta and pop smoke is yeah. a banger anything with pop smoke are no, literally <sighs> he's just so good um and then one song that has just been making me feel happy at all times is give me love by jaji like i don't know why that song just makes me feel amazing good. but yeah <laughs> those are my favorite songs at the moment thank you so much justin for coming oh God, on of course. this was so much fun i'll definitely yeah, have to have you on again because please do the brain waves we're on please the same do. we're on the same wavelength the same yep. vibe and hopefully i can come visit you in new york yes soon. please do please yes. do I, i'm so excited to have people like once spring hits and summer to have more people yeah. in the city to do things with so would yeah. absolutely love that yeah exciting times I'll see you guys again on the next episode of OKAK and stay tuned for when this one is posted. See you guys next time.